Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, JB, welcome back. How was your vacation? Well rested. Uh, a lot of stuff has changed with the Rams. Mostly pretty unfortunate, but uh, seems like I missed a lot. But glad to be back. Yes, absolutely. And we're glad to be back as well. And I say we as in the collective. So you, listener, can enjoy another episode of Turf Showtime's Last Minute Thoughts podcast. And a lot to discuss. There have been some developments, some good, um, some maybe not so good in the world of the Rams. Um, JB, what are your thoughts on the past couple of weeks? I mean, the biggest concern, right, is the the lack of explosion on offense, the ability to, you know, score points at the beginning of the game, put the defense behind the eight ball a little bit. And, you know, there's a script to beating the Rams. You build a little bit of a lead, you play ball control, and, you know, by the end of the game, they're really kind of out of it. And, they beat themselves, I think, is a silver lining. The There's plays to be made. Maybe there's miscommunications or a lack of developed timing between Matthew Stafford and his receivers. But, hey, the plays are there to be made. It's just you have to execute at this point, and we'll see if they can do that over the course of the remainder of the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that beating themselves, I think, is really the key component there because it's not as if they've been completely dominated. They've made mistakes. Um, Stafford, three games, three pick sixes. Um, and you take out those six points in each game, and it's a much different contest. Um, maybe this, the outcome is the same. We will we'll obviously never know, but. Um, things look different if you take away those three interceptions. So who knows where the Rams would be, but what they're sitting right now, eight and four, um, JB, what's your confidence level with these next few games? They have a tough road ahead. What is your feeling in terms of confidence? Yeah. I mean, we have to see something different on Monday night against the Cardinals. I think, I mean, the losses, they all look the same. You have at least two turnovers in every game that they've lost. Um, all you have to do, maybe just, I want to see them come out, play mistake-free football against the Cardinals. It might not be explosive. It might not be beautiful, but like give your defense a chance to stay in the game. And I think that, you know, maybe morale with the defense and the fans right now isn't the best, but um, I think I have confidence in them that they can step up in this game and just get, got to give them a fighting chance though. Yeah. Play mistake-free football, put the defense in a good spot, but also pick your spots and push the ball down the field too. Yeah, and you had mentioned putting that that defense in a good spot. I got killed on Twitter a couple of weeks ago um, after the Packers game because I had mentioned that the defense, I just put it out to the universe, just out into the ether, right, the social media ether, that maybe it's not Raheem Morris. Maybe it's not the defense that is really hurting the Rams. Um, <clears throat> I took away from the Packers game that um, it really should have been a lot more competitive than it was. I think 
the loss of Robert Woods really hurt the Rams more than um, we, we, we thought it would have. And they were still kind of adjusting to that, right? They had the Niners game, the Packers game. So that offense is still kind of adjusting to life without Robert Woods. So I think that's one. Um, but the next week, obviously, heading into um, week 13 against the Jags, how do you feel now? Grant is the Jaguars, right? A two-win team, um, but they looked good. So what do you think? Is that um, is it just a matter of the Rams being able to beat the bad teams and struggling against the good teams? Or is this what they kept saying, that the quote-unquote get-right game? Yeah, I don't take too much away from the Jags game. It doesn't really change my perspective much. They're a terrible football team. They, there's a lot of turmoil going on in terms of the coaching ranks and everything in that area. So if there's one thing to take away that you can put some stock into, I think it's that, you know, they deployed those jumbo packages, got some use out of Joe Noteboom and didn't just leave him sitting on the bench last week. You really lean heavy on Sony Michelle. Sure, Daryl Henderson was injured, but we'll see how that that – the running back share shakes out moving forward, but yeah, I think that's a positive development and you don't want to put the whole game in Matthew Stafford's hands. You want to be able to lean on the run game. some, and I know that's something you're pretty passionate about too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you mentioned that because um, that was the thing that I took away as well. Uh, They, we expected them to beat the Jaguars, right? If they didn't win that game, then obviously it's, it's panic button time, but, um, but the way that they won, was encouraging. They put out the jumbo packages. They stuck to that run, really established it. Sony Michelle looked like um, CJ Anderson, <laughs> you know, shades of 2018 out there, um, just kind of hitting people and, and getting a few more yards after that. So good to see. Um, so hopefully we see more of that against the Cardinals. Speaking of the panic button, um, and, and we'll talk more about this game, obviously, as the podcast goes along. But what are your thoughts going into this? What is your feeling um, for Monday night? What can we expect? Well, you might disagree, but at this point, I think I have more confidence in the defense and Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, and you know the defensive stars stepping up in this game, limiting Kyler Murray, giving them a heck of a lot tougher test than they had the last time around. But on the offensive side, I want to see Matthew Stafford play mistake-free football. Um, I want to see some of the, these younger receivers step up. I really like the way Ben Skronik's played. I know he had – you can say it was a drop. It was a pretty tough catch, right? It was just above the ground, so against the Jaguars. But, yeah, we really got to lean heavy on the run game, see if they can do that. And I think the defense, if given the opportunity, will step up in this one. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of the thing that gives me a little bit of confidence going into this game is yes, the first game was awful. (laughs) You know, the Rams didn't look good. Um, And we know that the Cardinals have a much different feel about them this season as they have in seasons past. However, it is that divisional game, which can go either way, right? We know that division games are always going to be tough and the Rams are familiar with Kyler Murray and what he's able to do. So um, I think that game earlier in the season, I think they'll learn from that and um, look much better on Monday night. Um, But there's some questions going into this game here. And the first one that I'm thinking, and I'm wondering if you maybe have an answer for is, 
this a new identity for the Rams? Have they finally established an identity? They've been kind of a question mark over the course of this year. Is this a new identity, that that more physical um, style of play? Well, I sure hope so. I think towards the beginning of the season, and we saw it kind of stack up starting with the, the Tennessee Titans game, which they were just way too finesse. And they try to push the ball down the field. It's kind of like an all or nothing mentality is we're either going to get a 60 yard touchdown or it's going to be a disaster probably. Right. So I think leaning on the run game, being more, have a more physical presence just gives you a little bit more consistency moving forward. And I think that's really should be the goal that you're trying to attain. Absolutely. And, you know, coming into this season, that big acquisition of Stafford, obviously the one thing that we were hearing is that he's never had a run game in the past. It was always put on his shoulders. Um, And consequently, the knock on him then was he couldn't play in the big game. He couldn't win the big games. Does Monday night change that outlook on Stafford? Yeah. If they win and they win in a big way, they're in the Honda NFC divisional race. I think, yeah, my opinion on that would certainly start to shift and, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. The, we know the rest of the schedule for the next couple of weeks is pretty brutal. So there's going to be plenty of opportunities for him to change that narrative if he can. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned that schedule coming up um, and there are teams on there that are going to be in the playoffs, right? So it's real easy to look at that and say, okay, well, maybe the playoffs begin now. Maybe that's the mentality that the Rams should have going into all these contests, um, which brings me back to that defense. I've liked how they've looked this season. I think Raheem Morris has kind of maybe gotten um, a bit of a bad rap for some of the play new defensive coordinator. There's going to be some adjustments. Um, I don't agree with everything he's done. (laughs) Right. But um, is this defense good enough? Are they getting good enough to make a deep run into the playoffs? Yeah, and I agree with you. I don't think Raheem Morris should be the scapegoat. If anyone's the scapegoat, I think it maybe should be David Long. You know, Troy Hill left in the offseason for relatively cheap contract, signed with the Browns. You didn't. You really relied on David Long to step up and fill that slot corner, or maybe when Jalen Ramsey plays in the, the star position, you shift him outside. But ever since Dante Dion has emerged in that giant that New York Giants game, I have so much more confidence in the defense and their the multiplicity of it being able to move Ramsey around and use his skill set in the best way possible. Um, I think ever since Dayon's been in the lineup, this defense has been a lot more robust and a lot more sturdy. So hopefully we see that moving forward. And I have a lot ton of confidence. We saw how Justin Hollins was sorely missed in the first Cardinals matchup. And now they have even an improvement over Hollins and Vaughn Miller. So we want to see him wreck shop, right? And we want to see him cause chaos. So hopefully that starts to unfold over the next few weeks too. Yeah, absolutely. Von Miller, I think, is a huge, huge um, asset to have for for any defense, obviously. Um, But Ernest Jones and and the way he stepped up uh, the past couple of games, I really like his play. So seeing him out there and running around and his athleticism is just um, he could be good for a really long time. So um, I'm really excited to see what this defense has. And I think I think I'm just maybe an eternal optimist here. I think they're going to look good going down this home stretch of the season uh so monday night though big test and we know that and we know that they can win but we also know based on those four games that they've lost so far that there are some things that we've seen that all those games that they've lost have in common jb what are your thoughts on those 
Well, I really love the statistic and I've written about it multiple times. Maybe people are starting to get annoyed about it, but you know, in the eight victories, Matthew Stafford has thrown 23 touchdowns and three interceptions. Pretty staggering, pretty impressive, right? And you can tell that when the Rams are winning games, he's really a driving force of that. And he's as much as part of the, the end of the outcome as he is also in the four losses where, you know, you play half as many games at verse, the four versus the eight, and you've thrown seven touchdowns and six interceptions. So, you know, we're talking about half as many games and twice as many interceptions. And so he's, he, the Rams go as Matthew Stafford goes. And when he's playing well, they win. When he's not playing well, they lose. So right. he's got to step up on Monday night for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and part of that is taking some of the pressure off of Stafford. So he doesn't have to throw the bean around um, all game long. And so with that being said, we saw them establish the run. Sony Michelle did a great job against the Jaguars. Um, Daryl Henderson a little banged up coming into this game against the Cardinals. And that brings us to the Rams and their injuries. The Rams have um, quite a few names listed on that injury report while the Cardinals are starting to get healthy which is a little dangerous for them, right? Because um, we know what they're capable of. So looking at the injury report, we got Brian Allen, right? Um, he's not practicing with a knee injury. So he suffered that against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Terrell Lewis, um, Robert Rochelle, um, and the aforementioned Daryl Henderson still dealing with this thigh. Um, JB, what are your thoughts there on the injury updates? I'm not sure you'll miss Terrell Lewis much. Obuonkoronko has played exceptionally well in recent weeks, ever since the acquisition of Miller. So you have those two guys in front of him. You probably don't need Lewis anyways. He doesn't really play much on special teams either, but maybe a a pretty big loss would be Brian Allen. We know how much he stepped up this year and he's really been just a consistent presence on that offensive line. So the thing with offensive line is you just don't want to have too much of a mix up, too much of a shakeup because that's when chaos happens. So yeah. Uh, Coleman Shelton played admirably in Allen's absence, but it, I think it'd be a big boost for the Rams to have him in this game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, with that offensive line, consistency is key. Those guys really um, need to play together. And more than anything else, right, you, you put in those those new bodies, they need to know the assignments, and the matchups, and, and how the offense is going to roll based on um, – you know, how the defense is going to line up. So having that consistency is key. Absolutely. So Brian Allen, hopefully he's back 100% or at least something to it, close to it um, for the game. And let's talk a little bit about that game. How good are the Cardinals, JB? We've seen some good from them. We've seen some struggles too. What are your thoughts? I'm not the biggest Kyler Murray fan. I think maybe the Cardinals offense might be a better rushing attack than a passing attack at this point. We know Murray's been out the last few weeks. They've missed Hopkins. So that's part of it, but the rushing attack between James Connor, Chase Edmonds, those guys are, have really been effective. And we know last time they played the Rams, they over 200 yards. So Robert, what do you think? How do you, how do you slow down this Cardinals offense? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that Kyler Murray. I I think, um, I mean, he's athletic, he's a good quarterback, but he's not great. And I've said that before, but this team, um, I think is stacked and they have that rushing attack. It just, um, James Conner is having a great season, uh, looking really good. That defense though, is what really, really scares me a little bit because even with the absence of JJ Watt, um, they're physical. And they can get it done, especially there with that defensive line. And we know (laughs) with the Rams and their four losses, that's 
where they've really struggled is dealing with those physical teams. So um, they need to establish that physicality down the trenches um, on Monday night, both offensively and defensively, if they're going to beat the Cardinals. That defense is scary. Um, all right, looking at the matchups here, there are some things that I'm going to be looking for. How's Stafford going to look? Is Sony Michelle going to be the lead back? Um, Van Jefferson looking pretty, pretty good. Um, he's not Robert Woods, obviously. No one expects him to be in only his second year. Um, had a key drop against Jaguars, but made up for it uh, later in the game. Um, JB, what are some of the things you're going to be looking for on Monday night? Well, with the Rams on offense, I think something that got overshadowed a little bit in the Packers loss was Rashawn Gary had his way with Andrew Whitworth. And that's really the first time this season. I think Whitworth has showed his age and now he's going to be matched up against Chandler Jones this week. It wasn't an issue back in week four when the two teams played, but, you know, it's a physical season. It takes a toll. We'll see if Whitworth can, you know, hold up against one of the premier edge rushers this week as well. So maybe you help him out. You lean on the run game. And the Cardinals are pretty weak against the run and very stout against the pass. So maybe that's a way you can help out your offensive line too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I think establishing that run. um, (laughs) I feel like a broken record, JB. We talk about this every week. I feel like it, but we did see it against the Jaguars. So we know that Sean McVay is capable of it. Um, And I get it. I get why he wants to throw that rock around. They got a lot of great uh, playmakers uh, there at the receiver position, especially with the addition of um, Odell Beckham Jr., but uh, they got to establish it. We saw them do it, having no boom in there, Michelle being the lead back. Um, they can get physical, and they need to do that. So I'm hoping that we'd see a carryover from that Jaguars game. The Rams have that confidence. Um, but with Robert Woods being gone, I did mention that that's a huge loss for them. Um, Cooper Cup really hasn't been the same receiver since, at least I don't think. He had a big game against the Jaguars. Um, is it Cup again that steps up this week, JB, or are we looking for another name? Yeah, I hope it's not Cup that steps up. I really, he's a consistent presence. He's been great. He's been outstanding this season, probably one of the best receivers in the NFL. But in order for the Rams offense to really get going, I think you need one of the younger guys to step up and, you know, Jefferson's been good. He's not the one I'm worried about. It's anything you get out of OBJ, anything you get out of Ben Skronik is really a bonus. And I think that's when you're going to see the offense make an incremental improvements over where they've been the last couple of weeks is, you know, I really do like Skronik. He's a Rams receiver. He He's big, he's physical, he blocks. So I think, OBJ, maybe you use him in the mid-range, but Skronik and maybe the short game, and you can put him in there maybe as a as a run blocker too. So uh, we we know the Rams like to keep receivers in for play action, pass blocking, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you're going to be a Rams receiver, you need to get physical and get out there and block. That's part of it, and we know it. And Benny Scow can absolutely do that. So we'll see if he gets an opportunity on Monday night. The defense, Aaron Donald looked great against the Jaguars Um, probably his best game so far this season which is saying something because he just seems to um, perform week in and week out Uh, is it possible though and I'm just maybe I'm spitballing maybe I'm crazy but JB is it possible that we can see more from Aaron Donald on Monday night yeah the Rams need their stars to play well I think and I think as a result of the Miller acquisition of Donald's recent strong play 
you're seeing a beneficiary in Greg Gaines and against the Packers, against the Jaguars, he looked like a whole new player, you know, and it's kind of scary to see a man that big run around that agile and chasing quarterbacks, but Hey, it's pretty fun to watch too. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And um, I know you're not a fan of social media, JB, but I am. And so I follow Mr. Donald there on Instagram. And if anybody is out there just wants to see what this guy puts himself through um, in the off season with his workouts, it's, it's pretty insane to see a guy his size, like you said, doing um, drills that defensive backs typically do. So um, he's definitely got that athleticism, that agility uh, that makes him um, different from not just a de- any defensive lineman, but anybody that size. That's pretty impressive. Speaking of impressive, Von Miller still kind of getting used to the Rams defense really hasn't been the Von Miller that we've seen in the past is maybe, is he are we seeing, and, and I mean no disrespect to Von Miller, we know that he's an all-time great Hall of Famer. Are we seeing the, um, how do I put this gently, JB? Are his best days behind him? Or does he step up against the Cardinals and show that he's still got the goods? What do you think? Well, I don't, I'm not sure he's at the defensive player of the year level that he has been early in his career, but I think he's played fine. And I think maybe that you're not seeing results on the field yet because I consider it more of a game script issue. Teams are getting the ball out quick. Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo in the recent matchups, like it was just within two to three seconds, it was blazing fast. And, you know, the teams are leaning on the run, playing that ball control offense after they built up a lead. So really not a lot of opportunities for the Rams to rush the passer, but if they can kind of keep the score in check, maybe even build up a lead and force teams to have to push the ball down the field. I think you'll see Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Rex Shop, yeah. and you'll it'll pay dividends in the near future, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there with with Von Miller. Um, he's he's going to make a difference. I I, I think with him, uh, maybe it's just getting more familiar with the game plan to obviously going to a different system is never going to be easy. Um, I don't think the position he plays is just simply a plug and plug and go <laughs> type of situation. So. Um, We'll see Von Miller. Hopefully we see him against the Cardinals. I don't think, because you're 100% right, it's, it, it's been the same story against the Rams all season long, those short passes, right? The Bears really established that in week one, um, and other teams just played off of that. Get the ball out quick, because you have to, because if you don't, you know, you're going to have somebody on your back. You're Leonard Floyd, um, uh, Aaron Donald, obviously, you mentioned him. Greg Gaines has stepped up nicely uh, for Sebastian Joseph Day. So the quarterbacks are getting the ball out quick. I don't think that plays into Kyler Murray's strengths, though. I think he needs to run around a little bit and kind of um, play that schoolyard type of um, quarterback position. At least that's kind of what it seems like to me. Hopefully, um, we're able to get after him from that defensive side. And speaking of getting after him, uh, he got after David Long <laughs> in that first game. You had mentioned uh, David Long Jr. struggles over the course of the year, and he got benched after that last Cardinals game. So you mentioned Dante Dion stepped up nicely in the game against the uh, uh, the Giants. He's had some struggles, of course, um, as we would expect any young player to have, but he's looked pretty good. Do you have more confidence in either him or Robert Rochelle in this game versus the first game against the Cardinals? 
Yeah, I have a lot of confidence in Dante Dion. Even if he, like most of the time, <laughs> the vast majority of the time, 99 times out of 100, he's in the right spot. He's just really, really small. And receivers can, you know, out leverage him for the ball, but he's right on him typically. So at some point, I think he's going to cause interceptions. He's going to, he's going to um, really slow some receivers down, I think, because um, he's played really well and just hasn't maybe showed up as a, ha- uh, due to game script issues like we talked about. But yeah, Robert Rochelle's fine. We saw him make the big play on special teams last week, but I think Dion's the guy moving forward and yeah. he's going to play, he's going to play a big role for this defense. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, he's got that athleticism, but just said, but just like you said, that size is really um, where he struggles. And, and I say where he struggles, there's not much he can do about that, <laughs> right? It's not like he's going to go grow three or four inches um, in a week or anything like that, but he's a good ball player. I think he's going to perform a lot better than what we saw from David long. Um, and he needs to, because we got some good receivers on the other side. Speaking of Cardinals and their receivers, um, Jalen Ramsey, do we expect him to shadow Hopkins? We know that Hopkins hasn't had um, the season that we usually expect from him. Um, if, if my notes are correct here, he hasn't had a game over t- um, 85 yards yet but we know what he's capable of <laughs> right so um do we put Jalen on him throughout the game and, and and take away that um threat or do we continue to move Jalen around and hope that uh um the other dbs can eliminate him what are your thoughts there yeah, I think I like the plan that they had in week four where you pick your spots and Jalen's on them and maybe high leverage situations, and then you're moving Ramsey around the rest of the time. So I think it's really important that Ramsey's involved in the run game this week because if the Cardinals take over on the ground, I'm not sure the Rams really have much of a shot in this one. So um, he's he just needs to be all over the place, honestly, and the Ramsey, their stars to play well. And doesn't really mean much to say that, but they really need to take over this game because they've been lacking – I think over the last, you know, last quarter of the season. So, yeah. Yeah. It it would be nice to see a dominant Rams performance against a Cardinals team with only two losses this year. They've, they've, they've looked really good. Um, Before we get into the NFC West and our thoughts there, what are your predictions for Monday night? I think the Rams build up an early lead. I think they win this game and I think they, you know, kind of expose Kyler Murray a little bit. He's going to want to push the ball down the field the Rams are going to try to force him to be patient and he's going to make some turnovers. He's going to make some mistakes. What do you think, Robert? Yeah. Um, so the good news is uh, <laughs> my predictions are always wrong. <laughs> so whatever I say here is probably going to be the opposite. Uh, the bad news is I'm kind of with you on this and I don't mean to be a homer because I typically always pick the Rams because I'm a confident guy, but um, y- yeah, it, it's, it's tough to sweep divisional opponents it just is right they've seen the cardinals once this season they know what to expect they're familiar with each other um i don't know about the early lead though the rams mo is not to get off (laughs) quickly in any game so uh, but if they're going to win this one i think uh they need to do that um you know jb i'm gonna say the rams win this even though my predictions are always wrong, I'm going to say they step up, they get it done. They shut Kyler Murray down and 24, 21 closer game, but they get the job done. Uh, JB, before we get out of here, 
Don't look now. Here come the San Francisco 49ers. What are your thoughts on the state of the NFC West? Yeah, the 49ers are just such a strange team, you know. One week they look unstoppable. The next week they can't put anything together offensively. So just a lack of consistency from them. Debo Samuel, very important player for that team, similar to how Cooper Cup is for the Rams. But we'll see how they shake out. I would like. I hope the Rams fare better in a rematch, and if they have to play the 49ers in the playoffs, I'm confident that the Rams are just a better roster and a better overall team, and they'll come out on top. I wish I shared your confidence <laughs> in that one. Um, 49ers, to me, are the scariest team um, meeting in the playoffs just because the, the Niners have that confidence against the Rams, right? They know how to get it done against L.A. because uh, we've seen it five times in a row now. And, um, but it was nice to see the Seattle Seahawks do the Rams a favor <laughs> by taking care of business there at home last week, dropping the Niners to six and six. So that's kind of the nice thing here is that the 49ers really don't have a lot of room for error <laughs> the rest of the way. They don't have an insanely tough schedule, but you're right. They're not consistent. Um, they'll look one, one week really, really good. And then the next week, not so good. So, um, but no room for error for them. If I think they lose one more game, I don't think a team with seven losses is going to get in, in the NFC this year. Uh, the Seahawks that's up next for the Rams after Monday night. Um, and, and not to look too far ahead, obviously never want to do that, but let's say the Rams get it down against Cardinals, get the win. The Seahawks, is that a scary game? Is that maybe a trap game for the Rams a little bit? Well, they play the Houston Texans this week, and we just hope it's not a get-right game, similar to what the Rams had last week against Jacksonville, right? And then, you know, then you're playing the Seahawks at full force. That's kind of scary. So um, they have the talent. We expect them to be a lot better this year. It's just a matter of keeping losing teams, losing, right? Yeah, now, now let's hope so. Let's hope so. And, you know, don't write off the Texans, though, because they've had moments where they've looked pretty good. Tyrod Taylor being back, I think uh, um, it could be a lot more dangerous to the Seahawks than we think. Um, Cardinals, after Monday night, go up against the Lions. Jared Goff got a win his first of the year, his his first without Sean McVay last week in exciting fashion, by the way. I don't know if you watched that game. I was fortunate enough to do that. Did you catch that game, Jamie? Oh, yeah. I try to watch the Lions anytime I can. They're just they're just so fun to watch. And it always ends in a disaster. But hey, they came out on top this time around. <laughs> you know, and I'm glad you said that because golf looks so good throughout the game. And then towards the end, right, end of the third, into the fourth, he starts looking like Jared Goff again with the turnovers like, oh, here we go. That's it. But you know what? That game-winning drive there at the end um, kind of flashes of what we know he's capable of in certain circumstances. I think maybe Dan Campbell has that team going in the right direction, right? We've, we've seen them be comp competitive. We've seen them almost knock off some pretty good teams. So hopefully fingers crossed, they're able to do that um, against the Cardinals. So and Josh Reynolds, Josh Reynolds has been a difference maker for that team yeah. too. So we know the Rams put in a waiver claim for him. 
he really could be a contributor to this team if the lines didn't get him. So, yeah, absolutely, and, and and that's a good call out too because I think Jared Goff has played a lot better with Reynolds in the lineup, and that's maybe all he needed, right? A, a good, consistent receiver that he's comfortable with. So, um, I'm really surprised they didn't trade for Brandon Cooks. That's just me. I thought he would have been a good fit on that team, but that ship has sailed. JB. Great talking with you as always. I'm excited for Monday nights. I think all Rams fans are excited. They can get it done. Let's just hope they see it down in the desert. JB, our loyal readers want to hear from you. Where can they find you? I'm back from vacation. I can't wait to share all my thoughts with you guys. So I'm going to be putting out a lot more of, you know, pieces and stuff. So I really missed it. And I'm back. So, All right. Well, cool. Love to see it. And of course, loyal listeners, you can find me on the Twitter machine at Robert Finn is me. Um, hit me up and say hi because it gets awfully lonely out there in the Twitterverse. Um, so for JB Scott, my name is Robert Finn. As always, anything you want to know, all the tea spilled or unspilled I get for the Los Angeles Rams. 21 season and beyond 2021 season and beyond JB. I can't even talk. I'm so excited for Monday, but you can hit turfshowtimes.com. Check it out. All our fantastic writers, and we will see you all next week on last minute thoughts. <laughs>